What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, March 16th. Here's what you missed while you were out, probably dodging the news. Okay, well, we start today with the most talked about story of the year so far. And in response to most people ignoring recommendations to stay home and practice social distancing, just about everything is shut down. Schools, bars, and restaurants in the tri-state areas of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut have been barred from serving the public. Kind of. Restaurants and bars with menus can still deliver or serve to-go orders. And they can include alcohol in these deliveries as well. Sweet. New York City and L. LA schools, the two largest school districts in the country, have closed their doors for almost a month. And the CDC is now recommending canceling any activities where you were planning on having more than 50 people. So weddings, anniversaries, high school reunions, move that right along. The recent travel ban preventing travel from Europe by non-Americans has now expanded to also include the UK and Ireland as they've started to see increases in reported cases as well. The island of Puerto Rico has gone on a 24-7 lockdown, quoting PR Informa, from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., they can leave their homes to buy food, go to pharmacies, financial institutions, or gas stations, go to medical appointments, hospitals, laboratories, or medical service centers, go to or return from workplaces that are not required to close, and to provide assistance, care, or transportation to older adults, minors, people with disabilities. After 9 p.m., only people who have emergencies may be on the streets. Citizens who fail to comply with the executive order are subject to a fine not to exceed $5,000 or a sentence of confinement of no more than six months. Shit, stay inside. And they only have five positive cases there. The police in Spain, who's also under lockdown, are using drones to keep their people indoors. Yeah, it's like a flying PA system that yells at you for being out in the streets. It's a movie out here, people. Let's see what else I got. Check out this article in The Atlantic on the do's and don'ts of social distancing. It's in the show notes, so definitely you can read it down there. They sat down with some public health experts to talk about what you actually should be doing during this time. What's safe and what's unnecessary? There's a couple different opinions for each question, so form your own after reading. Oh yeah, Trump tested negative for COVID after talking and meeting with multiple people in Mar-a-Lago that have tested positive. It must be his super genes, because black Superman, Idris Elba, damn, he tested positive and made a statement today on his health. By the way, Trump said this might last until August. Nice. All this hysteria might be one of the reasons that the Trump administration apparently tried to buy the exclusive rights to the CV vaccine by trying to lure the German lab that's making it to the U.S. with greenbacks. That's right. Screw the rest of the world. This cure is going to come from the good old U.S. of A. First dibs, baby. Ugh, gross. If you want to read more on that, again, check out the links. There's just too much to talk about. See, yesterday, the Federal Reserve slashed interest rates again to near zero to try and help revive purchasing in the economy. The market swiftly reacted this morning with another disastrous sell-off, so I guess that worked. Markets closed about 11% down. At least Disney Plus is starting to stream Frozen 2 early for families stuck at home. Let the storm rage on, right? Honestly, I've never seen it, but Google tells me that's a famous quote. Wow, that was a lot. 
in the midst of all this drama, why don't we throw in a presidential election too? No big deal. So Biden and Sanders, they met face to face and elbow to elbow Sunday night in a primetime debate. They spent the first 30 minutes or so talking about the virus, its impact on society and the economy. Joe says it's an emergency now. Bernie says the whole system is broken and we need to attack that. So it's pretty apparent what the difference between these two guys are. See, Biden is coming from the point of Trump is a disaster and you need me to replace him and fix everything back so we can then move forward. We'll make the big changes down the road in the next movement. Bernie's camp is coming from a different space. They're further down the road already. Everything is a disaster, and the only way to fix it is to knock down the sandcastle and have the people build it all up again. And Bernie knows that. So it seemed like yesterday he spent most of his time pushing for the establishment guy to be a bit more progressive. And Biden turned it up when he pledged to choose a woman as his running mate. Bernie, not so much, kind of hedged his bets. Now, who might that be? Klobuchar? She did endorse him first. Kamala Harris, she's been seen by his side and has also endorsed. Stacey Abrams, I mean, she has no executive government experience, but it would be hilarious in the VP debate to see her go against punts. Or the obvious choice of Elizabeth Warren, who has yet to endorse a leading candidate. Her progressive push on his establishment credit could go a long way. I'm sure it helps that Biden has already agreed to endorse her policy for free college education for families making less than 150K. That was a bold move. And Bernie's promise of a wave of youth voters hasn't seemed to fully pan out yet in the states that have voted. On Tuesday, Florida, Illinois, Arizona, and Ohio are scheduled to vote. Georgia and Louisiana pushed theirs back due to COVID. Because where are you going to find a line of less than 50 people to vote? nowadays. Turnout will be interesting come Tuesday. We turn now to some international news. Bibi Netanyahu finds himself in the middle of three crises. First, Israel, like pretty much every other country on earth, has to deal with the COVID spread and their prevention efforts. Then there was last month's elections. They were inconclusive. He initially won a majority of seats, but now it seems his opponent, Benny Gantz, has convinced 61 lawmakers over to his side as they've given him their endorsement. And Netanyahu still has a corruption trial hanging over his head. However, that's been postponed until May due to the vid. So what does this mean for Israel? Well, Bibi is still the prime minister for now, but Gantz has the opportunity to try to form a new government over the next 42 days. And it gives Gantz the upper hand in their current parliament, especially as they're weighing whether Bibi is even allowed to form a new government while still under indictment. Netanyahu is trying to stay in power using the coronavirus situation to declare a six-month emergency government. He also expanded his powers last week to give him control to freeze the courts. This is probably one of the many reasons his trial was pushed back. My take... Bibi's always been a controversial figure, but going up against him after this recent election will mean siding with mostly Arabs in a Jewish state. That'll be a tough road to navigate for Benny Gantz. As with any government, you get more accomplished when you have less partisanship and more compromise. This, by the way, is their third election and attempt to form a government in the last 12 months. In the middle of all this uncertainty, the Israeli people need some damn stability already. Okay, this one's like 
part tech, part politics, all Corona. On Friday, Trump held a press conference updating us all on the vid. During that presser, he told us all about how Google was working together with the administration to build a website that was, quote, going to be very quickly done, unlike websites of the past. Obviously a dig at the Obamacare website because now's a perfect time to keep throwing jabs at your predecessor, I roll. Well, the gist of it is this was promised and it was supposed to be the main part of the screening process. Google had no idea what he was talking about. Kind of. See, a subsidiary of Google was working on a website earlier this year and they were going to start testing it, but only in the Bay Area. So the media called him out on this. Google had to issue a statement. And of course, he went and threw the Google CEO under the bus and told us yesterday that Sindar Pichai called to apologize. For what, though? That remains unclear as no one wants to comment any further. Maybe he'll release the transcript of this perfect call, too. And what may be one of the most bizarre stories to come out of this worldwide phenomenon, it sounds like flat earthers have found some new conspiracy to attach themselves to. The coronavirus is caused by 5G. Yeah, you heard me right. And what are obvious rants from individuals that most likely need mental therapy? You're starting to see social media posts across all the networks claiming that a big cover-up is in the works by the deep state because 5G is only deployed in major metros that happen to have major airports and bigger populations. But forget all that. There's no car owner in middle America where 5G doesn't exist. And the Chinese invented the 5Gs, didn't you know? And you know the people that have died? Actors. Thank you, R&B legend Carrie Hilson, for co-signing this story on Twitter and letting us know that if we want to avoid 5G, just turn off LTE. Because those are kind of the same. No, not at all. Anyways, I'm not kidding. She really said that. <sighs> I'd like a mute button on Twitter for blind stupidity. Can Jack get us one of those if he doesn't make an edit button? Well, my beautiful, healthy people, that's your top five news stories of the day. So I... I'm on lockdown here in New York. Basically, everything is shut down, save for, you know, the essentials. Uh, my job has canceled all travel for the foreseeable future. So this should be interesting. I'm sure lots of people will get cabin fever after this week. So, I don't know, I think I might try to come up with a top five ways to stay sane while in isolation. And, and while you're sitting around going through your binge mode library, remember, take some time and fill out the census. For the first time, it's officially available online. You can visit 2020census.gov to start, even if you haven't received your postcard yet. Just make sure to complete that census, no matter your situation. It absolutely helps in so many ways, from government programs to future business development and a whole bunch more. Shout out to Chile. Okay, that's my PSA of the day. As always, remember, stay focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news.